I, I would apologize in advance for the title of this podcast, but I'm not sorry. Because <laughs> you know what? I bet you it grabbed your attention and you gave it a click, and I am not even sorry about that. <laughs> Moist. I know. What a but, word. Well, and, and here's the reason. I've actually been kind of quiet about this, and I don't, I don't really know why, but I, I'm to the point now where I'm going to share, like, my wife is now, we're actually officially, we can officially say, by the way, that we are nine months pregnant. Mm. Insane, right? Yep. But I, <laughs> when I tell you that the good Lord is testing us and, and, and properly preparing us for parenthood, because behind the scenes, he has been putting us through it in the third trimester. Katie with her symptoms, every symptom you could imagine. And then at the house, oh my God, have, have things been happening at the house. So we have this little wall in our living room and it's kind of, you know, it was bare, and, and Katie's not a big fan of bare walls, and so she, she got some pictures, right? And she hung the pictures on the wall. Uh, and, and in order to do that, we, you know, we screwed a hook into the wall and then, and then hung the pictures. Well, a short time later, we noticed that these pictures had like a nice a, a white background, and there were these like black splotches in these pictures. Mm. What the heck is going on here? So we take the picture off the wall. The whole wall is black covered. In black mold, Jenny. Our house covered in mold. That's terrifying, actually. It was quite disgusting. So, because well, it's disgusting and it's scary anytime, but the fact that she's pregnant um, Ex- is very yeah. And so scary. we're like, okay, we need to get this out of here. So we actually had to call the first service. We called actually it was really kind of shady about how they wanted to go about it. But I found an excellent. Actually, you know what? Can I give a shout out to them? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, this is not a paid endorsement by any means. This is this is just me sharing my personal experience with you. But if you ever have a mold issue or a moisture issue in your home, if you're moist, if, if your home is moist, <laughs> uh, I would highly recommend Power Dry in Kansas City. Great local company who absolutely went above and beyond and like took like 18 extra steps to make sure that now that our get rid of it and make sure it never comes back. Mm-hmm. I cannot shout out Power Dry enough and and tell you that I'm not being paid to say that. Like I'm paying full price for my service and I am so grateful for their customer service, for their professionalism. They have just done a they've made a terrible situation much more tolerable. I'm grateful to that company. I always think places like that are funny too. I mean, I don't know. I would guess you had never heard of them before, never mm-hmm. knew that a company like that existed. Mm-hmm. I always think it's when you need something and you're so grateful, extra grateful, that places like that do exist. Well, we had called a, uh, and I'm not going to say their name because I don't know, I don't want that drama, but we had called a well-known national kind of company and they were the way they wanted to go about it was, was very shady and um, in regards to like insurance and things like that. And I'm just like... Mm. I'm not comfortable with this. And this 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 other this company, this power dry company, by the book, very responsible, very professional. And they were just so cannot recommend power dry enough. And I and thank you all so much uh to the woman Patty, who was kind of the sales rep who got me started, to the to Ben and his crew who came. They're just super awesome people. Anyway, but for about a month in my house, we had these 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 big blue HEPA air cleaners. Like you know how on airplanes they'll advertise that the air is circulated and there's new air every three minutes? Mm-hmm. I guess these giant things in my house made it to where there was new air in my house every seven minutes. Wow. So but they had to run for like Two weeks nonstop. Like my power bill, my electric bill for one week was 150 bucks. That's like, crazy. Not sure how we're gonna pay that yet, but we'll, we'll get it figured out anyway. Um, it's been a wild thing, but it looks like we can't prove it. But what most likely happened is we were hanging those pictures on the wall. Um, whatever Yahoo built our house 20 years ago 
put a drainage pipe literally right behind the wall because our master bathroom is right above where we hung these pictures. And so this drainage pipe comes down and it was right up against the drywall. We had no idea. So when we, we screwed this nail into the wall, we we just pierced this uh, mm. we pierced this pipe and for a while the screw pipe the screw eventually rusted the hole popped open and then every time upstairs every time we would brush our teeth every time we would flush the toilet mm-hmm. water would just come flying out it like it would it would go down that pipe and then some of it would fall out and get into the walls and get into the insulation That's crazy which created this huge mo- it was it was mind blowing and has been such a wild experience but I'll tell you this I'm so grateful that it happened before baby oh, girl got here. Yeah. Like, when she gets here, she's going to be breathing the cleanest air in Lee's Summit. I'll tell you Seriously. that right now. Like, it's been insane. The only good thing is, you know, I don't know if you guys have a sound machine for her yet, but that might be something that you pick up along the way. Sound machines were a lifesaver for my kids. You know what I'm talking about, a sound machine. I do. I have more to add on that, but I want to hear you first. Well, just, I was going to say, but the noise from these uh, machines that were in your house, mm-hmm. you said that... Y- were quite loud. Well, there was one because when because they first they got all the mold out and they were running just these three big HEPA vacs. Yeah. Those were fine, kind of like a white noise in the background. But when they had to dry, like we still had moist. Once they got all the mold out, there was still a bunch of moisture, and so they had to bring in these industrial like, size fans. And, it, and it's not that one of these fans was super loud, but I'm telling you, there were 15 industrial oh fans in my house. The only thing I'm thinking that if the baby was here, that um, I know my kids loved it when I ran the vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. My sister, her kids loved the vacuum cleaner so much she actually of course this is back in the days of cassette tapes or whatever right. but she made a cassette tape of her v- vacuuming the living room and just would play it in the kids rooms to get wow. them to go to sleep that's how much they love the sound of the vacuum cleaner because i think it sounds like the womb right but would you love it if there were 20 vacuums going in your house at the same time well i would hate it i'm just saying you think the kids would love that sound like that i don't loud? know okay, you know because i think i think in the womb it's like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. there's like a lot of noise in there you know what do you think it's like i'm not gonna repeat that but i think that that is now <laughs> and I think that um, that that maybe it, I mean just I'm saying it's good that it happened before she got here because I don't want her breathing in that air either right. or you guys for that matter. I know that no it was scary. terrifying. Um, but yeah no it's been so wild like our house looks like a construction zone. They have what they do and anybody who's been through it knows but they literally build like a, a plastic wall like containment area. It looks like ET. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there there's this giant plastic wall just sectioning off this one part of my house. There are like legit warning signs in my living room like mm. this. Because they can like open up the zipper and go into that area, but it's like danger, microbial hazard. Do not enter unless you are a, a professional. Like I'm not allowed to go into a certain part of, of the house that I pay for That's right now. It's crazy. insane. Uh, the good news is we're on the tail end of good. it. Like I'm so we glad. actually, as we're recording this, I'm expecting an email this afternoon with a test giving us uh, w- with the results, giving us an all clear, and that we can tear those walls down finally. So I'm very. But then we've got. Oh my God, they had to tear up some carpet, but then we we, we hope to kind of stay, but they, we had to tear up some hardwood and some carpet. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that's going to be an expensive, but it's okay because insurance covers it. So thank God insurance covers it. Mm. But it's just been a trip, man. But I tell you what, I'm, I know, I'm, and I'm, I've been frustrated about it for so long, but I know, and I've known all along, but it's just because you know doesn't mean it's any less frustrating. But I do, I know that that's the Lord just kind of saying, get ready Cause things like this are just going to keep on happening. Welcome to parenthood, Keller's. Like I know that's what this is, and yeah, he's just prepping us for it. It is, and honestly, like I used to always. Well, of course, it's before I started taking my anti-anxiety medications. But I used to always think, like, anytime we had a pretty uh, quiet period of life, you know, everything was kind of running smoothly. Mm-hmm. Everything was. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop, and I feel like it just becomes worse when you're a parent because it's like. 
okay, everything's good. Well, who's going to be sick? Or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's always something. I remember you life. doing that, too, at the at the beginning of our partnership. You would, When we'd have like a, we, we'd get an email saying, congratulations, you had good ratings this month. Yeah. And you'd be like, well, don't worry. Next month will probably be in last place. Oh, and I'm like, I always was like on, waiting girl. for the other shooter job. Right. It's kind of nice to live this way, honestly, because I don't. <laughs> I'm serious. And I was thinking about this the other day since I started taking the medication. And you know this too, because the first part of our friendship, you saw this every day. I and I and I joked about it, but it was very serious. Right. I had such bad health anxiety. I worried about dying every single day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I did joke about it. I think I try to laugh things off sometimes to that, that was make your it lighter. Mechanism, yeah. But I meant it. Like mm-hmm. I really thought and I was said I said it to my husband the other day. I said, I can't believe I don't worry about dying anymore. It's mm-hmm. amazing to actually just live. And just, or, or even if I, ha- what, what happened the other day? I, it was like something. I, I have like a little spot on my skin. I go to the dermatologist every year, so I'll mm-hmm. get it checked or whatever. But I was like, oh, I wonder. And now old me would have Googled and everything else and thought that I was completely dying of skin cancer. And I don't know. I was just like, oh, I'll just have to remember to get that checked when I go in for my appointment. That's a normal, you. healthy way to think. Mm-hmm. But I didn't used to think that way. My favorite, because... You know, we it, it has already felt like a lifetime, but really it's only been like two or three years that you and I have been in each other's lives as, as co-workers and as friends. But in that time, we've traveled twice together and our little simple flight to Nashville, that one hour flight to Nashville and back, you were terrified. Terrified. And like you legit thought we were going to die. And I kind of chuckled about it at first, but then like you would, as we were landing, you grabbed my wrist pretty hard. I'm like, Ow. I'm like, mm-hmm. we're fine. And then <laughs> let's not forget the Vegas trip. Oh my gosh. And the and the shit show that that was. Trying to get home. Trying to get home. And, and you were fine. You literally fell asleep on the plane over Utah, which was awesome. I was so happy for you. I was because I wanted to wake you up, but then because I was bored. But then I'm like, no, let her sleep. Like I'm yeah. so happy for you. Um, but then we had all those travel issues getting back. The KCI airport literally closed the night we were trying to get back home. Old which, me would have completely gone into a frenzy, panic, awful. Do you, my, mode. you know what's interesting about that is I kind of did for a little bit, not in the same way you did, because because like you you panicked over like oh my god we're gonna die, or your your panic would have been something along the lines of oh my god we're gonna be stuck in Las Vegas forever mm-hmm. and we're never gonna be able to get home ever again. And again, life. that sounds extreme and ridiculous, but those were the kinds of thoughts I would think. Me, I reached a point. So I have in in. When thing when when like little thing after little thing happens to me, I do I get very mad. I, I I see red and I get mad, and that's that's like my biggest flaw in life. I'm scared to death that I'm gonna see that in my daughter one day. Like she's gonna stub mm-hmm. a toe and yell every cuss word in the book because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I was I could feel myself hitting that point. I remember I was very embarrassed because I never wanted you to see that side of me. But man, just every little thing went wrong. It was really pissing me off and you calm me down like you're like you're like hey settle down it'll be cool and that just threw me for this i was like who are you you? (laughs) listen i don't know but the lord works in mysterious ways and i do believe he put us together for a reason because we balance each other out in a Mm -hmm. lot of different ways but um but i know i noticed that about you do it's it's the little that's what's funny it's the like the little things with you stubbing your toe is a great example i feel Mm -hmm. like if you stub your toe you are so freaking angry that you want to just like tear the room down Mm -hmm. but in in a in a crisis, I don't know. I feel like you're just in a really well, example when my nose got bit by the dog, and we were in the studio, and you were you know you took me to the hospital and just helped me and took care of business. You're extremely calm, so I don't know. That's that's not the worst thing in the world if if that's your biggest problem. Well, I mean, or the, not problem it, flaw it, it, or whatever. The flaw is the little things. One thing, yeah, because but you're you're great I'll, I'll, in a I'll, situation. Yeah, I'll pat myself on the back in a crisis. It's like. 
okay, this is happening. This is terrible. How do we fix it? We need to get her to the hospital. Okay, let's get her stuff and but let's get with, her to the you hospital. You did it with calm and a smile. You were exactly the person I needed to be with at that moment. And I just need, and, and, I, and I was in a hurry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, listen, this really sucks, but if we want this to fix and we want this to stop being the worst thing ever, we have to do this. So let's go we do this and go get do it done. This. Yeah. And then I told you an inappropriate joke in the car, and I said, it's either going to make you or break you. Yeah, and it really was the best thing ever. No, it was. I'm telling you, I believe you were exactly the person I needed that day. That was a. It's, we it's have wh- been through so much together in our short time together. It's hysterical. Let's talk about the fact that four months into the morning drive launching on Q104, replacing a, somebody who had been here for 20 years and stupid COVID hits. Like, guys, bless America. But that again, was annoying. tests, you know, I feel like we're always being tested. And if we can overcome those things, it's all going to be all right. My son is being tested right now. Oh my gosh, we talked about this on the air, but he got braces, but he also got this palatal expander. Mm -hmm. So he's got this contraption. I mean, it looks like some kind of torture device on the roof of his mouth. It's like one of the Saw movies. I mean, it is just awful. And he, bless his heart, like he was struggling to speak, to eat, to drink. All of it. And he just said, I want my life back. And it broke my heart. I'm like, you're oh, nine. Oh, no. I want my life back. Um, but it's getting better. We're a couple days in. He's, he's getting a little better with that. I'm anyway. happy to hear that he's up. Because I remember day one um, was was nuts. And I remember you showed another round of your patience because he FaceTimed you. And he was pissed. pissed. He was so mad. And he's like, I am not going to school today. Yeah. I mean, he was he was in a mood. And I found, again, I'm, I'm not doling out parenting advice because everybody's got to do what works best for their family and their kid. But this has worked for me. I feel like acknowledging, let him have, let him be mad. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's pissed. His mouth hurts. He can't eat. He can't talk. He's he got a headache and you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go to school. Like I told, and so I said, I was like, Get it out. I was like, I, I get it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you are miserable right now, aren't you? This You do not want to go to school today. And then he kind of looks at me like, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think just having empathy and then telling him, well, you're going to school. Take a little Advil. Yeah. You're going to be fine. But um, anyway, I um, we worked through it. I had to, that was one of the early challenges and, and in my relationship with my wife. And she has handled it like a master. I was very open and honest with her about it. When um, sometimes I would get, when I would, stug and stub a toe is the example. And I would just, man, I'd just yell every obscenity in the book. And I'd like, I'd go like punch a pillow or hit the couch or something. Yeah. I would look for something soft to hit. Like, yeah, I wouldn't just like punch a wall and break my wrist. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, I need to hit something. Like, and I and I know that's like not the correct way, but whatever. Like, I need Everybody's to hit something. Everybody's different, yeah. And in the beginning, she was like, stop, it's fine. And I had to, I had to kind of say, when I calmed down, I was like, one thing that you need to learn about me and know about me is that when I'm mad, just let me be mad. Don't tell me I sound like it or look like an idiot because I know. I know that I look like a two-year-old throwing a temper tantrum. I acknowledge that about myself. And I try, but there are just some times when I see red and when you tell, and this I think this is everybody. Mm-hmm. When you're told in the middle of being really mad, calm down, it does not work. No. Never tell somebody to calm down. And that was the same with my son that day that he was just having a moment. And my husband, God bless him, has so many strengths, right? Like mm-hmm. he's a great dad and a great person, but he does not have patience when it comes to stuff like that. Because he's looking at it like, suck it up, yeah. you know, get up. Because, But that's what's hilarious about Matthew. Like if he gets sick and it doesn't happen very often... I mean, the world is crumbling down. Well, that's because you because know he's a man. Yeah, you know that it, illnesses hit men harder than they hit women. That's science. Okay, um, but it does, and um, <laughs> you know, or you know, for me, for all my psychotic uh, googling back in the day when mm. I had the bad health anxiety, you know, 
he would roll his eyes and this is ridiculous, but oh, I've seen him Google. He thought he had the monkeypox the other day. <laughs> he has poison ivy. He thought it was the monkeypox. Whatever. Anyway, um, where was I going with that? But oh, oh. patience. He doesn't have. So he he just knew like he just wants you to suck it up and mm-hmm. and it's gonna be fine. Take a little Advil and go to school. And and you and he's right. But he needs to have that moment of, I get it, buddy. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. You're in pain. This sucks. You know. And he doesn't. He just loses his mind. That's okay. Yeah. It is actually nice to hear an imperfection about that man because, Lord, you look at him and I that know. is perfection. I know. Woo! I wanted to circle back to this because you brought this up at the very beginning of the episode, the sound machine. Yeah. And it was very interesting that you brought that up because I feel like because you said, I feel like when my, when Katie listens to every most of our podcast episodes, and I guarantee you, when you brought that up and said it was a lifesaver, she threw her hands in the air and went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you, you son. No, she, but we literally, we were at, we were at best. Yeah, we were at Best Buy. We were just looking at, at different things at Best Buy. And um, we had come across Sound Machine. She's like, you know, we really need one of these. And I, Jenny, I rolled my eyes so hard. We do not need <laughs> yes, a do. sound machine. I said, a sound machine is a, is a, and I'm such a jerk. I'm like, a sound machine does seem a bit more like a want and not so much of a need. And this thing's like 300 bucks. Well, you don't, I will say you don't need a $300 one. Okay. I mean, that's a little extreme. Okay. So it might be really good though. I don't know, but I don't, I did not spend that much on it. But she was adamant about the sound machine. She might've went and got one anyway. I don't know. Cause she's in charge of all the target gift cards we got from all the baby showers. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I think she did get a sound machine, but she was adamant that we need it. And now I'm hearing you, as a mother <laughs> of two, say, actually, the sound machine was pretty vital. And I'm like, damn it, wrong again. Yeah, the the sound machine was kind of a lifesaver. And uh, in fact, we just bought another one for my son because he is having some sleep issues. Mm-hmm. And we got we thought it might help to mm-hmm. soothe him a little bit. And I know there are apps you can get on your phone, but I, I think coming out of the phone speaker, it just doesn't sound... Is soothing. There's something about the actual sound machine, but well, no, it's a lifesaver. Couldn't you the app up to just a Bluetooth speaker and connect Maybe, that but way? then you got your phone there and, and the and baby's room. I don't know. The sound machine, I thought, was a lifesaver. How are you going to watch TikToks? Right. Right, exactly. Can I tell you, yesterday we went, we had we had dinner with a friend last night. They, we have these friends who have a seven-month-old baby girl. Actually just gave us a bunch of hand-me-downs, which I'm like, I'll take. Thank you. Sure. Um... And it was awesome getting to uh, just hang out and catch up with them and seeing how their little seven-month-old baby is already growing up and just playing with her and messing with her. She's strong already. Seven months old. Strong. Yeah. I couldn't believe how strong she was. I was like, here we go. Um, Where was I going with that? What were we just talking about? Oh, I just brain farted. Sound machines. Sound machines after that. Ooh, I lost my train of thought, too. Pregnancy brain. Pregnancy brain. Podcast, though. We keep it real. I have no idea where you were going with that. I like the story so far that her daughter is magically so strong at seven months old. Well, maybe you'll think of it while I'm telling this story. Mm. Random, totally random, sharp left, sort of. I was taking a walk yesterday with the dog and I ran into a neighbor. She's not a close friend of mine, but she's a friend. Right. And her daughter, senior in high school, broke her back lifting weights and is laid up and will probably miss most of her senior year at school. Oh, How no. awful is that? That is That broke my heart for her. I just couldn't believe that. I don't know. I mean, you said strength, and I was thinking weightlifting, and then I was thinking about her. Yeah. Maybe this baby lifts weights. <laughs> is your baby going to lift weights? <laughs> now she's anything like her dad, she's not. Because exercise is 
stupid. I am trying to get away from that phrase. You need to. Let me tell you something. I've been on this diet and exercise kick. And, and when I say exercise, I don't mean that I'm hitting the gym three times a day or anything like that. Oh, I know. I have been walking primarily and doing the Peloton, but I hate to be inside when it's nice. I like to yeah. do everything outside. Sure. So, I mean, walking like three to five miles a day just because I'm enjoying it, but I'm actually enjoying it. I like the way I feel. Right. I, I loathe walking because really? I get because I get bored. Do you listen to a podcast or something? I, but it doesn't matter. Like I'm just I'm bored because I know I'm just walking around in a circle. Oh, I don't but know. that's okay. See, I wish you liked true crime because for me, I listen to Dateline and murder mysteries and stuff, sure. and then I'm like, I, there are times I keep walking just because I want to get to the end. Right. But I will say this: one of the things I'm going to try to there there are two things I'm trying to commit to because I'm not in an unhealthy state right now, but I do know that as you get older, you need to do a better job of taking care of your body. I know as I'm, I'm so I'm 36 and I, and I know, I know 40 is kind of that magic age where everything, you, I mean, you've, you've, I've heard yeah. your ads talk about it. Your, it goes you know, downhill. You, yeah. Your metabolism slows down, your vision goes. And so, and I understand all that. And I, I do want to try to get ahead of that one. Of the, and I'm just trying to make little changes. Like have a, when I get home from work, I'd like to have a salad mm-hmm. instead of having a, you know, pizza rolls or whatever it is. Uh, and then I do, I do really want to commit. We got a, uh, uh, Katie's at my, my father-in-law got us a really nice stroller for her, and I really want to commit to taking her for walks. You'll want to do that, and I think I will. I you think will. I think walking her and watching watching her watch everything will make me enjoy walking more oh, and want to walk further distances. But honestly, and she'll fall asleep at about at about two miles. I'm done, and it's not even a I'm tired thing. It's an I'm bored thing. Like mm-hmm. and and. and like I'm, I'm so happy for you that you walk three to five miles. That sounds awful to me. But well, after, uh, but but if I didn't have something to listen to, I don't think I could do it. I think I would be bored too. Mm-hmm. But truly, you should, or maybe like an audio book. I know you don't like to read, but an audio book about something that you're really interested in. And that's just me and my interest. I'm not a podcast audio book guy. You guys had to twist my arm to get me to do this podcast. I know, but. Is it? Do you think you just haven't found? You know, think about your interests. I mean, I for me, it's true crime, so I'll listen to all kinds of true crime podcasts. There are two. Yeah, there. Are th- I I need. I just think I need to find my niche because I do think yeah, in the podcast audiobook thing, I do think there is something for everybody, and I think I haven't found mine yet. It's just so hard. But you love history. To discover. Yeah, but I don't want to hear about it from other people. I think for me, here's. You know, my favorite book of all time is, and, it's, and oh, Kansas City's going to hate what I'm about to say. Joe Buck's book is called Lucky Bastard. If you hate Joe Buck, you'll love his book because in his book, he will tell you, God, I sure am lucky. I'm a member of the Lucky Sperm Club. I'm only a broadcaster because my dad was. He totally acknowledges it mm-hmm. and calls himself all sorts of dumb things. He and, and he'll show the most embarrassing stories about himself. He'll say, "I'm an idiot, and this is why." I love Joe for that. Like, but, um, but for me, I'm sorry. And I, I, I no, you're it, fine. But for me, the one like super ultra corner of books that I like are biographies about sports broadcasters. Then go with that. But there's only like three broadcasters I'm interested in. But you know what? I really enjoy a memoir and autobiography and... It, it got to where I would I would read the ones about people I was genuinely interested in, and then it got to where I was just there's something so no, I'm so nosy like you, you are just, nosy. Yeah. I am nosy, and I feel like I I ended up reading books about people I didn't even necessarily know a ton about. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of an example. Barbara Walters, maybe. Sure. Kathy Griffin. I don't know. I read I've read so many I honestly can't remember, but people that I wasn't necessarily. Mm-hmm. 
curious about, but then I got sucked into the book. You know who needs to put out, and, and, and he who needs to put out. Yeah. You know who needs to put out a book about their own about his own life. And I think because uh, you'll when I say this name, you'll think, oh, he's too young. Are you going to say Ryan Seacrest? Yep, Ryan Get Seacrest, dude. So wild. He he has had a wild life. I know. And I get that people you watch him on New Year's or when you watched him on Idol or whatever, and you think, oh, you know, he's he's just a pretty boy. He. And like he, his job is so easy, anyone can do it. It is very hard to make the job that he does look easy, totally. and it looks easy because he is that damn good at it. I know, and I'm talking to a majority country audience here. I respect the broadcaster, the professional that Ryan Seacrest is. That man has worked his butt off. Absolutely. And anybody who says otherwise, I'm sorry, you're wrong. I get that he's a pretty boy, California blonde guy, and then like some people are just like, yeah, whatever, he sucks. Like. Seacrest Seacrest is an animal and a hard worker and has dedicated his entire life. That's why he's never been married, never has kids, because he is a workaholic and he is a an absolute perfectionist of his craft. I I admire that man's work ethic. Mm, I do too. I would love to read about his career and his life when he launches it. What I would love he to will. know He'll what he did. He has to. Yeah. I would love to know how he started. By the way, I think I told you this. I don't know if I did. That Britney Spears has a book coming out, but there's not enough paper. Apparently we're having a paper shortage and they can't print it. What? <laughs> release it to Kindle. Why can't we just release it to Kindle and then when there is paper again? Or an audiobook. Yeah. Oh my God, you could listen to, you would totally listen to Britney's audiobook on a walk. I know you would. I feel like you would. I especially, I would especially if she read it. Right. With the Louisiana, we all forget that Britney's from Louisiana. I know. She's a hick. Like she is a hillbilly and she comes from a family of hillbillies. Thomas Rhett's wife, Lauren, wrote a book and then for the audiobook, it's her, but he chimes in because she's got pieces of, mm-hmm. you know, he's telling stories throughout the book. And it was one of my favorite audiobooks because it's them telling mm-hmm. their story. So yeah, I think if Britney, God, that'd be so nosy about her. I would. But yeah, and by the way, like I all celebs should do. If if you write a book, mm-hmm. if you do an autobiography or whatever, you have to narrate it yourself. Matthew in McConaughey, the who has a soothing voice, the Green Light or whatever it is. Matthew read it, loved it, and he well not read it, listened to it on an audiobook. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like to read either, but he likes an audiobook. But he loved that book. He was inspired by that book. Really? Listen to that one. I might. You know, there yeah. was a time it was like. Um, you know when it was? Ironically, it was 2020. Um, I traveled a lot during. I traveled three times during the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, I remember that. It was awesome. Like it yeah. was great. Like the planes were empty, and I'm Rebel. like, I'm, well, I'm like, hi. Okay, like, I'm sorry, but the COVID death rate was like among people my age who didn't have any mm-hmm. other was was zero. Yeah. Like okay. the COVID death rate was mainly people 75 and up. Like that's cause kind of something that's not talked about. We won't dive into that. We're not that kind of podcast. But like I did my homework on that, and I'm like. I am safe, and if I contract it, I'll stay home for two weeks, I'll be fine, and then I'm going to go back about my life. Like, I was not about to not live my life because of something that, quite frankly, would give me a sniffle. Not everybody. It was certainly dangerous to other people, and I would stay away from, like, grandmas and things, like, our Katie's grandma. Like, I wouldn't no, go anywhere you made, near look, her. you made a choice uh, yeah. based on what was best for um, you. But we enjoy it. Anyway, I say that to say this, that McConaughey book was really hot right when I was doing all that traveling and I, and I came close to buying it a couple of times and it might be time to read that one because you're because you're right. I'm going to need something. But when I walk the baby, am I going to be focused on her or am I still going to need something to listen to? Um, see, oddly, <laughs> I think I was listening to murder podcasts. Of course you were. <laughs> Whilst walking the baby. I don't know. You'll find out. You'll see. But really, I think you'll find that walking the baby will be very helpful in putting the baby to sleep. Uh, so you may want to have something in your ears just so she can simply listen to the birds can chirping. I, and can I take her for a walk like when she's like two weeks old? 
I did. You know what, Mike? You know, everybody's different. And again, you'll see, like, everyone's different. People I don't know have the all rules. sorts of theories. Well, that's the thing. Are there rules? I don't know. Um, if we were in a pandemic, I wouldn't, but we're not. If we were in a pandemic, I would, because she'd be outside away from everybody. Just don't touch her. I thought she, I'm thinking I'm thinking you mean traveling. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry going for a walk going around the neighborhood. Going for a walk around the neighborhood. Oh, no, get outside. Yeah. Get outside. I, I want her out there, and I want her to be outside and, and enjoy things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm again, after two weeks, I'm not going to know what the hell to do with her. Let's take her for a You're, walk. Oh, my gosh. Do you know how many trips to Target? What? And you think I go to Target a lot now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would go just to, for somewhere to go. Put the car seat in the in the, in the uh, cart and just, you know, walk around. But I... We lived life immediately with the babies. Like, we we traveled. We went to stuff. We... Um, we just did. We lived our lives, I but I know not everybody's like that. A lot of people yeah. like to keep them inside, depending upon the time of year they're born as well. Sure. Yeah, and that's kind of what know. I want to do too, because I know, uh, you know, Game of Thrones style, winter is coming. You know, like mm-hmm. we're already the temperatures starting to cool down in Kansas. It was sixty-two when we came to work this mm-hmm. morning, and that was a nice change. And she's going to be born here in just you know three weeks or so from the time we're recording this podcast. And I want to, um, I would like to get her outside while the weather's nice, and then. Hopefully, you know, before then, because obviously once winter comes, she's going to kind of be locked inside, which mm-hmm. stinks, but that's all right. You, so you target just, runs, that's the key. One thing I would I would say, just because I kind of wish I had had this thought earlier, but like when I first became a mom to Jules, it was different with Miles because I knew a little bit then, but I knew nothing when I had her. And the one thing that I wish I had just reminded myself is she's a person, a very tiny, fragile person, but a person. Mm-hmm. So it's... I don't know. Like, I'll give you an example is that I wanted to paint her little fingernails when she got to be, I don't even know, maybe a year old or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid to use actual fingernail polish on her nails because I was, I don't know, like I'll use them on me and I don't die, but I was afraid to use it on her. So I bought like this $13 bottle of organic (laughs) chemical free, you know, nail polish or whatever. Anyway, you know what I mean? It's like, they're they're people. Be, you be smart. Make good choices. You know. But does, she, does does Jules have her ears people. pierced? Yes, she does. How how old was she when you did that? She was five, I think. Was that is that something she wanted or you wanted? She no, I was. I would never. That's a that's a decision. I think everyone's different with that too, but I feel like that needs to be her choice. And well, she, yeah, there are people who pierce their babies like six I months know. old. They get their, and I'm like, I don't know about that. And it looks adorable. Don't get me wrong, but I think I, I just feel like that's a choice. You know, she should want, and she wanted her ears pierced so badly. You know, Did who you? was totally against it was Matthew. I'm sure he was. I mean, not happy. But then he came around, and I don't think I'll be thrilled, but I don't think I'll stop it either. Yeah, I am probably going to be like, hey, you know, Dad, I want a tattoo. If, like when she, when my daughter's a teenager and wants a tattoo, I'll be like. Here's the deal, and this is unfair, but I'm dad, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I can't stop you from getting one when you're an adult and you live on your own, but not while you live here. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry, kiddo. I just think it's, and look, some tattoos are absolutely beautiful, but I look, and you will look at your baby, and I look at my kids, and their perfect skin, and just their, you know, and I can't mm-hmm. imagine just doing anything. <laughs> oh, you have a little flaming skull on there? No, but who knows? I mean, they could they could want tattoos. I don't know. But like right now, I just think, oh, my gosh, like, right. your skin is so perfect. Just don't do anything to it. We're close, Jenny. I know you are. It's wild. I can't wait for you to go through all the things because there's just so much. It's so overwhelming, but it's so fun. I do. I'm actually. But it's uh, hard, but it's fun. <laughs> I think I want to. Um, we were talking about traveling a little bit ago, and I think because I was like, I have, for the record, I still have zero desire to travel with this baby. Like, I don't want to be the guy with the crying baby on the plane, and I feel like I'm, I'm going to be that guy, and I'm sorry. But at the same time, one of my favorite things to do is go. I, I have a great relationship with Katie's family, and, and she with mine. 
And I can't wait to, I want her to go up to Chicago to see her mom. And we could do that in a one hour flight or an yeah. eight hour drive. And I'm like, I'm sorry, we're flying. Yeah. Um, I flew with Jules in particular because it was just a little easier with just one. But you um, have a little whiskey on the gum so no. she goes night night? No, I I'm not. like 50% serious. I think I want to do that. But Jules was a binky baby. And so she, her little binky helped so her ears didn't pop. Mm-hmm. The ears is the big thing. That's yeah. what you... And I'm, I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that the iPad is a good distraction too. It will. When she's a little newborn, that's not going to do anything for her. But um, oh, it's not. If like, Katie breastfeeds, like I just put her on the boob. Put her on, put the, boob. Her on the boob. I mean, that, I don't think Katie will whip out the boob on the plane. I think that might be a bottle oh, day. I was terrible at that, and like I'm sure everyone got a peek because I was just terrible at it. Like some women are so just. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like um, you whipped out a boob on the plane. Yeah, but like you know how some, what I'm trying to say is some women are so like um, discreet, discreet about like, it. That they got that swaddle so, down you, perfectly. You, and yes, and I it. did not. I was like, whoop! Here's the boob. And like, put the blanket over it. <laughs> it's like. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's a nipple. <laughs> it got to where I didn't care, though. I was like, whatever. Here it is. <laughs> oh, my God. What a Wait, time to be alive. Is this new mom, Jenny, or college Jenny? I don't know who this is. I know, right? Boobs are out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Who know? You know what's wild? She is far enough along, and it's safe enough for her to give birth at this point that, like, truly, we do a podcast every Wednesday. I don't know. Like... In all seriousness, by the time we do our next podcast, you could potentially um, have as a baby. We're, what's today? We're recording this on Wednesday, August 24th. Um, and now, yeah, we actually have a doctor's appointment after uh, this afternoon. And it's to the point where we're going to, I think from here on out, we have to go every week. Um, and, oh, she's getting the, oh, no. Can we talk about this? Sure. What, oh, women, well, no. well, I don't know if... I'm sorry, babe, because I know you listen. But today is the yeah. the swab day where oh, you get yeah. the, the the double swab for the strep strep B or yeah. something like that. If you know, you know. Yeah. I'm not gonna get it. God bless her, because I've been joking. I've been joking about this for months, <laughs> and then now it's today, and now I'm like, I, babe, I'm so sorry. Like I I, I don't even want to joke about it today. Like, <laughs> but my wife, she's been so cool about it. She, oh my God, she's been like with these doctors. She's like, well, so many people have seen my boobs in my hoo ha. Ain't no big deal. I char-. She says she start charging admission. <laughs> no, honestly, Mike, that's so. I relate to that so much. <laughs> you do. At some point, you just feel like, oh well, here it is. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm in, in the delivery room. I'm getting ready to push. My mother-in-law was going to leave with my father-in-law because they were in there up till that point. Right. And I said, where are you going? <laughs> I made her stay. My father-in-law maybe would have been a little weird. But um, but it was just like my, I mean, my mother-in-law was just looking at my hoo-ha and I just didn't even think anything of it. I was like, I need you here. But then after the fact, you're going, oh my gosh. It's kind of like breastfeeding. I mean, baby eats off your boob, and it's the most normal, right. beautiful thing in the world. And now I'm like, you ate off my boobs? Like, what? <laughs> I just, I can't get over that you're just sitting here whipping out the boob on the airplane. On the airplane. <laughs> not discreet no. at all. I don't, which I Because I would never, you're not a discreet person, and I love that about you. And you I could never see, like, I'm just going to do a little swaddle no. and a little blanket wrap around thing, and you're on the boob. We're good to go. You're just like, well. Here it is. Here's the nipple. <laughs> Anybody else want some? <laughs> I did not say that, by the way. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, right. thank you for listening. We don't know when the last episode will be before I take a, uh, a I, I think I'm going to do a, a two-week paternal leave for me. I think that's, the, I've got the vacation time saved up And for I know that. you have the time to do it. I will be curious to see if you, if you want to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I, you may need the, because with our hours, too, I mean, you 
you'd only be gone a little while, but there would be something nice about getting out of the house. And it's uh, it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. It, what we do for a living is it's fun, fun too, and I and I and I can't. There's gonna be a part of me that can't wait to get back and just talk about it. And I know. I, I'm afraid. I'm honestly afraid that our ratings at some point will kind of plummet because I I'll need you to pull me back and say, hey, we have to talk about other things too. I, I know. know, but I think everybody's <laughs> curious, and everybody who's had a kid can relate to this stuff. Right. Um, and then you'll just scare people away from having children who who haven't yet. Now no, it, it's going to be great. You're going to be a great dad. I can't wait. I think it's just going to be a whole new world for you. It's really weird though because truly it is another world. You are entering a totally different period of your life. It, and it'll never be the same. It, it will it, never be the same. But it's like with every age, I swear it just gets better and better. And it's so busy and it's so crazy in so many ways, but different ways each phase. If that I, makes sense. I keep I keep feeling like we're about to wrap up this podcast, but you just brought up something else that 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 has been in my mind for a little bit, and I'm very grateful that a lot of people feel this way because I I didn't think that I that I would ever be viewed this way, but you along with many other people, as I talk about how I'm excited to to welcome my daughter in the world, and every, everyone has told me, oh my God, you're going to be a great dad. You We're are going to be a great, great dad. dad. But, and, and, and not even like the parents' things. I have no doubt about Katie's ability, but everyone is telling me that I'm going to be a great dad. And that, it doesn't weird me out, but for a long time, and I think everyone probably, when they're younger, feels this way. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm never going to be like a parent. I'm responsible for someone else's life. But... Even I have the confidence that I'll do it right because I've been told by enough people that all you really have to do is be there. Mm-hmm. And like, to me, that's like, duh. And of course, I'll screw something up along the way because everybody does. But when, I don't know, when it happens, like the thought of not being there is not an option. And apparently, by that law on its own, I'm going to be a good dad. It's like, Cool. I'm gonna be a good dad. That's awesome. I didn't think I'd ever be a good husband. I didn't ever think I'd be a husband. But hell, being married is super. I, dude, being married is. I love it. I'm so. Same I page. love being a good. And I'm. I'll, Same page. I'll confidently say I'm a good husband. I know I'm a good husband to my wife. And I don't know if it's because of we did grow up in divorced homes and oh, stuff like yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. And there was love, you know. But but divorced homes and whatever. But um, I do think that that's part of the reason why we like really appreciate. The whole idea of and why we family took our time. And, and took our time, and you know, we treasure our relationships with our spouses, and then bringing in children into the world, we take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And you guys wanted this. I wanted this. You know, sadly, not everybody. Sometimes wants it's a it. surprise. Yeah. And I guess my heart just breaks because I don't. It's crazy. As much as I, I love my kids so much, and they are so my world that I just can't imagine it being any other way. I can't imagine how a mother wouldn't feel that way about her children, but lots of them do. It's sad. But you're going to bring in a, a beautiful baby into this world and be great parents. Katie's going to be a great mom. And I'm excited to see all of it happen. Yeah. Got a front it's, row seat. It's, it's weird that like so many people are saying, you're going to be a great dad. I'm, how do you know? But, I, but I'm very grateful um, that so many people I, feel that way. Well, I feel like I know you better than most. But I do feel like I can see it. I can. I mean, you're, you're like, because you'll give a shit, Mike, and you'll be there. Yeah, oh, yeah. but just because I see how it's already softened you. And I also think, too, like, I mean, you you love the crap out of this little girl. and She's not even here yet. You know, so as long as there's love, you'll you'll be great. Love will keep us alive. But you know what's also going to keep me alive is food. And I have to go because I have to eat. Talk to you next week. OK, bye.